Welcome back to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Today is Tuesday, May 2nd. No Todd with us today. Uh, he said he had things to do, but I'm thinking after Game 7 last night between the Devils and the Rangers with a big Devils win, um, Todd probably was more struggling to wake up this morning than anything is, else so is, is run through the streets nude uh the streets of east <laughs> rutherford new jersey nude a something to do now is that, <laughs> is that how this works okay, anything's okay. better than newark that's <laughs> i don't know if you've ever been to newark but uh it's rough in them parts can't can't say that i have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, no Todd today. So uh, back to uh, Moretto back on the Tuesday show. Todd will be with us tomorrow on the Wednesday show. And of course, uh, the staple of the Tuesday show, Matt Russell. Matt, how's it going today? Uh, really good. Um, obviously, big W for our Devils. The uh, referendum on everything that I do when it comes to hockey was basically last night. So a little bit nervous going into that game. As Alex knows, the Rangers are fully capable of pulling off some uh, insane BS, but I yeah. think about a 70 to 75% run of play advantage for the Devils was a little too much to overcome, even for the Rangers and the uh, the golden god, Igor Shesterkin. Uh, so we're, we're breathing a little sigh of relief that uh, my entire belief system isn't shattered, at least for uh, another couple of days. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Moretta, we watched along the third period last night of that Rangers-Devils game, but uh, did you have any final thoughts and or any takeaways after the fact about what we saw go on? Any surprises there? Or is there anything you're kind of looking forward to with the Devils-Kane series coming up? Oh, I'm looking forward to nothing in that series, if we're being honest. <laughs> that might be the worst series of uh, in round two history. Not in terms of, like, the quality of teams, just in terms of, like, the attractiveness of the hockey. Like, obviously, both teams very deserving of being there. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not dying to to turn the channel on when that game's on. Like, that's that's one of those, like, get some stuff done around the house, you know? Ouch. Okay. Harsh. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean... I'm just I'm just just speaking truthfully. That's what we're all about here on Edgework. Honesty and transparency. <laughs> yes, that is the most important. But all right, last thing I want to ask you guys about last night's game and what went on there. I have thoughts. I want to say them because I was I was going to put something out on Twitter and then you can you can get misconstru misconstrued there or whatever. So I was going to save it here for the Edgework show. But I mean, I'll start with you guys, Matt. Did you have any thoughts or takeaways from that Jacob Truba hit? Where were you, What was your opinion of what happened there on the Timo Meyer situation? Yeah, thought it was fine. I mean, it, you hate to say that something that sort of aggressive and violent is fine because we've sort of we've done a lot over the last decade to try to you know get that not that type of hit because obviously i think you know it was a legal hit but like yeah. the scary hits out of the game but if you're just going to come cutting across the middle like that with and honestly he had like his i kind of don't understand how he didn't see him because he his head wasn't completely down he was sort of looking around and then just took like basically his two eyeballs directly into the uh into the shoulder of truba so um you know unfortunate type situation but you know i'm not up in arms I have, I have a lot more complaints about some of the other penalties that were uh, handed out to the devils uh versus one that wasn't necessarily handed out to the rangers last night yeah fair enough i mean alex did you have any extra thoughts after i sent you a tweet after that had me like 
boiling. <laughs> I don't I don't want to say that guy's name on the show, but yeah. um, there's some real real gems on Twitter um, that that have uh, kind of have me staying off of it right now during the playoffs, so I don't say anything really stupid. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I agree with Matt. I think the hit was fine. I um look, it was just like if it wasn't true, but if it was someone else, I don't even know if we're having this discussion, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, the one thing that's good, like nothing, nothing changed the course of the game. So we don't have to like sit there and, you know, talk about yeah. it and harp on like how this affected game seven and changed the series. Like, you know, no penalties were given out. Didn't matter. Rangers still feebly went into the night and, you know, here we are. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say what, what my thoughts are on it because I was just reading it the whole time and I saw different opinions or people saying, but one thing that was just bothering me, like no tomorrow and I had to get it off my chest is people saying, this is the type of hit that we're trying to get out of hockey. No, it's not. No. This is the type of result we'd like to get rid of ho- out of hockey, but that's the type of result we'd like to get rid of out of all sports and all competitions and everything you could possibly imagine. This has nothing to do with the hit itself. This is entirely results-based. Did he hit him in the head? Yes, he did. Undeniably, yes, he did. But Timo Meyer crossed the blue line one-on-four and leaned his head forward, reaching in after the puck as one of the only remaining defenseman who will make you pay for it in that situation was coming through on the other side was it a bad result a hundred percent was it a bad hit not in my i don't think so in my opinion that was a clean hit with a bad result and yes you'd like to get rid of the result but for the people out there saying this is the kind of hit we're trying to get rid of hockey no it's not (laughs) no it's not because also the other thing is what happens if he doesn't hit him and Timo Meyer walks around him and goes in, maybe scores a goal in that situation. Truba gets Everyone roasted. sits there and says, why didn't you hit that guy? Because it happens with every other defenseman. Truba just happens to be the guy who will hit the guy. Mm-hmm. But that, that was kind of mine. And I just was losing my mind over the people saying, this is the hit we're trying to remove. It's not. It's not the hit. Yeah, and you could, and it's, it's uncomfortable to say that we're fine with the hit because I'm not. I don't feel fine with the hit. Yeah, but I'm, I'm. I'm fine with the sort of like not penalizing the hit, right? Like I prefer that the hit didn't happen. So to sort of say that I'm fine with it doesn't sort of feel right. But you can tell that Truba, like he's trying to compact himself in a way where he's, you know, he's had these bad hits before, and people have honestly coached him up to be like. Man, okay, this is where you, you know, your elbow needs to be. This is how compact you have to be. You have to lower yourself. You have to do all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to line this guy up. I'm going to smoke him. But, like, I'm going to do it in as legal of a way as humanly possible, given everything that I've been taught. And a lot of cases, that's kind of all we can ask of anybody to, like, you know, take the coaching or take the instruction to sort of remove the kind of, quote, unquote, dirty element out of a hit. And that's what he did. And, again, the onus has to be to an extent on Meyer as well. And I yeah. Think- I think most people sort of read Yeah, that. that's, you know, who didn't take the coaching was Timo Meyer. Yeah. One of the first things you're taught is not to skate down the middle with your head down and maybe not anymore because the way the game is trending and like, you know, but I mean, you're, what do you expect? Like you can't just, you know, waltz down the middle of the ice, head down, like you're out for a little joy skate, leisure skate on Sunday afternoon at Al Paladini with your, you know, your little nephew. Like it doesn't work like that. I mean, come on, come on. Let's put some, let's put the responsibility where it belongs. Zach, your mic is uh is Dunzo again. (laughs) (laughs) He was telling me, he was telling me yesterday he's going to go buy a new mic because he, he lives in constant fear of his his mic just randomly like coming unplugged and stopping to work during the middle of the show. And uh, well, there, 
Fears are realized here. Also, some absolutely great comments um, in the chat right now uh, from Mike Bromberg here. Very true about Scott Stevens um, watching him destroy guys for years. And then uh, Taylor Bischoff. I talked to some of his ancestors before returning to his body. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the Steven thing's a little bit different. Obviously, we were playing a different game back then, right? And, you know, we had to, we obviously had to implement some rules because of Scott Stevens. But at mm-hmm. least at the time, a lot of that stuff was quote unquote legal. Again, if you, you know, it's up to your own sort of uh, constitution on whether you, uh, you're okay with those hits. But at least back then, it was technically legal. You know, again, probably shouldn't have been, but, you know, we, uh, we live and we learn. Yeah. Also, All right, I think my uh, mic. Well, sorry, Todd. One more. Todd has time to watch the show, but doesn't have time to participate on the show. <laughs> Look at that. Look okay. at that. Unbelievable. <laughs> is my mic back here, guys? Yeah, you're good. good. All you're right. Good. All right. Thanks. Yeah, this thing is going to be the death of me. I don't know what to. I didn't. I, I'm working on the mic situation. So, uh, but uh, yeah, the final thing I was going to say on that is just like the one thing that we learned as kids, if you were the one who got hit like that was not that the other guy shouldn't hit you like that. It's that you should be uh, not putting yourself in a position for that to happen again. And the lesson was always, well, I don't want to get hit like that. So I'm not going to do that again. And uh, that was, that's the takeaway. But Got a couple games here tonight as the second round gets underway, so we'll get into these. And when we do, we will track all the picks here on the BetStamp app. And if you want to see all the picks that we've given out throughout the course of the season, you can find those in the BetStamp app, which you can download on iOS, Android, or sign up for on the web. You can find us in there in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. You can see all the progress that we've had throughout the course of this year. And uh, unfortunately, the picks will be hidden until game time, but you can find them here on the on on the uh, Edgework show where you can find them given out throughout the entire episode as well as at the very end they will be recapped there as well and if you see uh, if you see odds here pulled up today on screen for each any of these games that you don't have access to you don't have one of these sports books you haven't signed up for yet you can sign up using betstamp.app slash edgework use also using the link in the description here betstamp.app slash edgework to sign up for any of these books we do feel the easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds and we recommend using an odds comparison tool like betstamp to do so betstamp compares odds across every sports book for games futures and player props you can save time and money by checking betstamp before you bet make sure to download the app today and sign up for any of these sports books that you see to make sure that you can get always get the best odds by using betstamp.app slash edge work fellas two games here tonight we'll start with obviously the most important game of the nights the first time we've seen this team in the second round of the playoffs in 19 years Moretto I know that you are just giddy to get this one under the way yeah. uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs hosting the Florida Panthers here tonight minus 160 favorites against the Panthers uh immediate thought on this one is that it feels kind of short relative to what we saw in the tampa series that is not necessarily just straight up this one feels short but where we are seeing numbers in the tampa series it feels feels like it's kind of come down from that um matt is this about where you had thought this might be is this shorter from where you were expecting like what are your initial thoughts on seeing toronto minus 160 against florida at home and florida plus 148 
Yeah, it's well, I mean, that's a long story right there, Zach. Um, is it shorter than I thought it was going to be? No, not really, because honestly, and this, you know, got us in trouble certainly early on in the season. Uh, one of the all time Tuesday comments, of course, was, um, you know, Alex talking about how he's going to end up in the dumpster by backing the Panthers over and over again and that they, you know, they, they're still playing good hockey. Well, guess what? The Panthers are still playing good hockey. And they, you know, again, they played better all throughout the season. And then finally got some results towards the back end. And that's how they got in the playoffs. But their rating for me, by and large, was like kind of around where the Lightnings was. And I don't know if that's sort of besmirching the, the Lightning or giving too much credit to the Panthers. In both cases, now that the playoffs have come around, like maybe that actually was correct. So, you know, I actually had the Panthers rated pretty closely to the Lightning, despite the difference in uh, point total over the regular season. So I'm not all that surprised that the numbers aren't that different, um, you know, because obviously we think of the Lightning as this, like, obviously dynasty-ish type team, and the Panthers not so much. But, like, you forget the Panthers have their own sort of history or, or recent history of disappointment as well, right? Like, the Leafs get all the kind of credit, if you will, for being bummed out about how their recent playoffs. But, like, Panthers won the President's Trophy last year. They have had the team that got in their way, the Lightning, a couple of years ago, where they, you know, the Lightning just pulled Kucherov out of the back closet. And, you know, so like the, the, the Panthers, if they had more than 11 fans, would probably have a groundswell of people that are really bummed out about how this, the, few, the last few playoffs have gone. And so they've had their own sort of burst through, obviously. And so, you know, I think this Panther team, the biggest issue was goaltending. Obviously, you have to go into every series with the Panthers, just kind of keeping your fingers crossed about what version of Sergei Bobrovsky there's going to be. You know, obviously, we tried some Alex Lyon in there. So, you know, I, I think this is at the very least fair. We'll talk about who we like in this series in a little bit. But no, I'm not really all that surprised about the, about the line here. I will tell you this. When I was watching that game on Sunday night, very interested, in fact, uh, I was sitting there going like, who do I want to win this game? Cause obviously I had uh, Panthers plus one and a half. I had some over five and a half, over six and a half games. Like I was all set when it came to betting on that series. I was like, who do I want to win this series for next series? Because if it's the Bruins, that means I'm betting on the Leafs in my, you know, I was like, there's going to be value on the Leafs against the Bruins. Cause obviously the whole, you know, Bruins record type situation. And at least if the, if the Leafs win, which again would be devastating to most of us who aren't, you know, dyed in the wool, you know, uh, Leafs nation. At least I would get money for that. Problem is with the Panthers winning, I'm like, there's going to be value on the Panthers, and I'm going to have to bet on the Panthers, which means I'm going to be doubly disappointed when the Leafs beat the Panthers in the series. If, if, if. So, <laughs> yeah, a very, very strong if. But uh, so that's uh, just to just to tease that. That's where I'm at right now with this series. All right, fair enough. And I, I mean, you see a comment here, Jordan Mosel saying we all know who Alex Matthews Moretto is backing today. Moretto, can you confirm? Would you be on the Maple Leafs tonight? Would you be maybe looking to bet this game another way? Uh, I'm looking to bet this game another way. For me, I am on. I'm not on the Panthers. Um, I'm on the over uh, over six and a half here. Uh, I think you know. I mean, there's a minus one twelve that looks great, but minus one twenty widely available. <clears throat> minus 115, minus 119, that's fine. All those are fine. You can lock in whatever one you would like. Um, I Yeah, I like the over here. Um, Leafs, 
by all accounts, looked very vulnerable defensively in the first round. Um, I mean, McCabe had his struggles. Obviously, Hall had his struggles not in the lineup now, but, like, Giordano had his struggles. Like, a lot of these guys did not look great defensively for long stretches. Brody was really bad. Um, And, I mean, on the other side of the coin, they have elite scoring, though, that can kind of mask that. And they had Samsonov, who was playing really well, but you can't necessarily count on that from Samsonov. Um, Now they're facing, you know, a Panthers team that has very good scoring depth. Their power play is heating up. How much of the Panthers you know, uh, success in round one, can you attribute to maybe now that we are hearing reports from Kevin Weeks and Olmark was like significantly hurt, um, which, I mean, what does that say about how they feel about Swayman? They still were like very reluctant to put him in there. Um, but yeah, like I, I, at the end of the day, you know, you can blame it on that, but the Panthers were still fifth in the first round and expected goals for per 60 at five on five. So like they still generated a lot of offense, um, you know, Leafs defensively, not as good as the Bruins, uh, offensively they are very gifted elite scoring Bobrovsky in that I just think there's a uh, a significant pathway here to, to hitting this over six and a half the Panthers were the better team at even strengths in, yeah, in that were. series yeah. against against Boston right and that you know the whole point of those metrics is we get we don't talk about the goaltending yet right we only talk about what happens between you know literally physically between the two goaltenders and then once we get to the goaltending okay we decide whether the puck goes in the net or not and right and that becomes less predictable especially when there's like a hidden injury when it comes to boston but like boston also outscored uh at uh, special teams the panthers by like seven goals in that series basically a goal per game they're getting shorthanded goals they're getting power play goals left left and right right so the panthers had to overcome I mean, honestly, their own failures at, at special teams. But if you had told me that the Bruins were going to have seven more goals over the course of the series at any time other than even strengths, I'd be like, well, I don't care how good the Panthers' metrics are at even strength. Like, they're not going to be over, able to overcome that. And then you go, okay, well, what about the goaltending? Like, Bobrovsky came in and gave them about league average goaltending. This wasn't an Akira Schmid situation where he comes in and stands on his head to match, you know, shot for shot with the other goaltender. And so, you know, all I've been asking for the Panthers basically all season long is like, let's just get some average goaltending yeah. in here. And if Bobrovsky can do that, like Samsonov basically, you know, I don't want to say stole the game outright in game six, but certainly I think was probably the MVP of that game for the Leafs. But otherwise, he wasn't particularly good in that series. And honestly, if we're, you know, hate to say it here, for if we're in the trust tree, the Leafs got pretty lucky in that series, right? Three road wins, three road overtime wins. You know, I think road overtime wins would have been like, you know, if you said, if you parlayed the Leafs in overtime before every game, in each road game, I think it'd be like 500 to one or something like that. Right. Cause I think it's like eight to one or something on a pick em game to, uh, to have a team win uh, in overtime. I, I just look at it and I go, I have to adjust the Panthers beyond the regular season stuff for the team that they just beat. Right. And I'm not, I'm not going to mm-hmm. just go by that rating, but being better than the team that won 65 games this year, even if I didn't necessarily think they were even the best team this season, like I have to give them a pretty significant bump in a rating there. And when I look at the Leafs, they're one of, I think, two, if maybe three teams that were sub 50% at even strength from an expected goal share, high danger chance share standpoint. So I can't really bump their rating up all that much because they beat the Lightning in, again, three overtime games on the road. And, you know, I don't want to use the F word here, but it's kind of a fluke when you, you know, going you know ahead of time. So you're going to win a lot of series if you win three overtime games, let alone all on the road. So, you know, basically I'm, what I'm saying here is like if we're getting plus 150, plus 165 in the series and plus, there's a plus 150 still available for the game tonight. Like, I don't love it because I was, you know, anxious, not 
looking forward to it necessarily, but I would be happy to bet on the Leafs against the Bruins in the next series at similar prices. But now that right. the Panthers are the team that's the underdog here, like that's the way that I have to go. And I'm going to be absolutely miserable about it. Not necessarily Moretto levels of misery, but like, you know, <laughs> like a medium, uh, like a, like a less uh level of, uh, of misery. Yeah. yeah I, I, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I, I just, my misery will be unmatched. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> All right, so we got one bet in that game. There, we're taking the over six and a half minus one fifteen hmm. again. I actually, uh, I actually have one small little player prop that I want to, I want to dabble in here. Um, oh, go okay. for it. Yeah, yeah. I, this is uh, my Leafs bias is showing here. Cali Yarncroft anytime goal. Um, I, I want to get in on that a little bit. Uh, I saw the prices, and it was he's playing on that second line with Tavares and Marner. Um, I actually like the fact that Keith. Um, I mean, like it not from. Uh, least hater perspective but from like a you know if you are rooting for the least perspective i have to like i feel the need to like say that before i say something um but yeah i mean the fact that he split up marner and matthews and you know marner's now on that second line with uh tavares and Yarncroft. i think barkov's gonna get the assignment of trying to they're gonna try and match him up with um the matthews line as much as possible and that should free up that second line for some opportunities Yarncroft there um you know playing with them a pass first guy in Marner. I like his, I like his chances to get one here. Uh, half a unit though on that. Let's not go the, the full unit there. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. And with that yarn croak going on that line, um, he didn't have the greatest first round against Tampa there. I would kind of expect that once you get into a little bit more structure with a line, you're going to be playing with on a more consistent basis and maybe getting some more reps with in Marner and Tavares. I think that that can, uh, can be positive for him to be able to get into some type of rhythm. And we have seen throughout this season, he can score goals, can yeah. finish on things. So I think that I like the yarn croak adjustment there. Moretto, I like it. I'm surprised you're not going with like Matthew Nye's anytime goal score or something. What happened? Oh, I'm going with a Matthew Nye's giveaway that leads to a goal. Can we bet that? I see, I see Matthew <laughs> Nye's. The Nye. Leafs Nation doesn't talk about, they only talk about the fact that, oh, look at him. He was on for the overtime goal. I mean, congratulations. He didn't touch the puck. Like, I don't know what you, I mean, this guy had about five plays on the boards in his own end where he couldn't get the puck out last game. One of them finally cost him a goal. And, Anyways, he also I, I, did touch the puck, though. He had the assist on the goal, but primary assist. But bank off of his uh, his shin or something. Like, I just assume Matthew Nyes has been bet down to like minus one ten for any time goal at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's the Matthew sixty goal season treatment, but. <laughs> Uh, and so money saying, don't forget about the Somo Mojo adjustment there as well. So, <laughs> I mean, yes, that is an important factor. But uh, second game in the night here to look at the Seattle Kraken and Dallas Stars. And if you watch the series previews from the first round, you'd remember Matt saying, none of, and all of us actually saying we wouldn't be surprised if Seattle had won. But Matt saying at the end of it, it was one of those prices where you'd walk away and say you didn't really feel like you got enough on in terms of Seattle. Now, they do get through the Avs. They get through them in seven and they're going on to face the Dallas Stars who uh, made their way through Minnesota in six there and seeing Dallas at home minus 175 tonight against the Kraken currently at plus 161. Matt, uh, what was your level of excitement seeing the Kraken and your boy Dave Haxtell make it through the first round and then what did you feel when you saw the uh, opening price for the game today? Yeah, can I can I be a proud father of a guy who's I think like <laughs> between five and ten potentially years uh 
older than I am because that's kind of how I felt. Would have preferred them get it done at home, God forbid, uh, to cash my crack in minus one and a half in the series uh, prices there. But uh, you know what? Lesson learned. Teams can, you know, even even the you know second year expansion teams with little experience can win on the road against the Stanley Cup defending champions uh, in a game seven. Um, so yeah, a little bit of a missed opportunity there, but again, like, what did I miss out on? Right. As we talked about, like, there's no parades for, you know, winning a plus two twenty uh, series bet on something that again, felt like it was more of an upset. And again, if you sort of ask the casuals, they kind of feel you know a little bit more surprised by this than I think uh, the three of us did. So, uh, as for the next series, you know, of course we have to mention our Dallas stars, right. You go back to the preview that I think all three of us were on just piling <laughs> yes. money just hand over fist they lose the first game just piling more money into the dallas stars i got con smite stuff going i got western conference stuff going so like that to me is you know for me between these two teams is the story going into the the second round because i'm very proud of our dallas stars very. problem is when we look at the pricing here i kind of think they're overpriced i don't have the cracking you know speaking of you know florida and tampa being somewhat similar I don't have the Kraken significantly worse or worse at all than the Minnesota Wild, particularly the version of the Minnesota Wild that went into that first round matchup that was pretty banged up before the series even started. And so now we're looking, you know, we were looking at Dallas at like minus 150, minus 160. Now we're looking at Dallas, you know, there's some, some minus 190s yesterday. You know, I think we've sort of stabilized out around 180 or 185, but like, that's kind of too much for me against a team that, you know, again, pretty good road team. They know they're a pretty good road team. They take pride in that and who just beat Colorado. So like, there has to be a pretty significant upgrade to the Kraken just for kind of doing that. Even if we thought those two teams were like relatively equal or at least closer to equal than we thought. And so I just look at this and I go, I don't re I'm not really dying at this point. You know, I'm not sure what the situation with Joe Pavelski is um, or if that even re really sort of mattered to me. He's back tonight. He's back he tonight. He is back tonight. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, you're hoping for that. And of course that's maybe sort of, you know, somewhat of the reason why this price is so high. So if the three of us were having a couple of casual beers at a moderately priced resto bar on an off night and you asked me, Hey man, like, who do you like in the star series? I would say stars, like love the stars. And you'd say, well, do you want to pay minus 185 and minus 190 for it? I would say, no, I don't think I'll be doing that. I'm going to hang on to my Western conference futures price. Hope they face the Oilers in the next round because I have obviously some uh, positions in both of those teams and that's kind of it. And maybe they lose to the Kraken in game one and I can get a better price uh, similarly as we did in the last round, or maybe they're just way better than the Kraken and I can come in and pay a little bit more to jump in after game one or, you know, or something live during the series. But as far as before the series starts, it's a little too rich for my blood when it comes to the Dallas stars here. And Moretto, you were pretty high on the stars going into that first round series. Are, do you kind of maintain that here in the series against the Kraken, at least on a game by game basis? I do. I think where the prices have settled now, though, I'm not. I'm not the most interested. Like series prices up to like minus two hundred um, at the uh, sharper books, like like Pinnacle, and then you know Pinnacle's up to minus one eighty here. I I grabbed some um, minus one sixty five ish in this game, um, kind of on open. So I have a little bit, not you know a ton, but I was I was interested in that and the stars at that price. Um, and you know some series prices minus one seventy on open. I thought were good, but like yeah, we've settled into a range that's, that's quite high. But like, I mean, look, we talked about this in the series preview. I uh, I saw the path. We all saw the path to success for the Kraken in that series. Um, and then obviously Nichushkin goes down too, and it's like an extra blow for the for the abs. Like you can't lose a guy like that. And then, you know, a Cogliano, you know, depending on your thoughts on Cogliano, but it's still a very important player for them in the bottom six, considering like who they're replacing with 
him with in the lineup, like Dennis Malgin. I mean, geez, like, I don't know, you know, it, it's pretty bad. I, by all accounts, this is a tougher matchup for Seattle than than the Avs were. Um, this is a much tougher matchup. The uh, Kraken, I thought, were able to create more offense because of the fact that they only had to worry about one Avs line scoring, really. Um, you know, when when McKinnon was out there, it was like, all right, let's, let's stop them from scoring. And then when he's not out there, it's like the Avs can't generate anything. This is our chance to, like, you know, let's get some offense going. They're not going to have that same luxury here. And then you have to beat a guy like uh, Jake Ottinger instead of Alexander Georgiev. So it's just a lot tougher. And, you know, the Stars are able to generate offense with three different lines. That fourth line does not um, – is very responsible defensively. That that backs a uh, uh, Glenn Denning, Delandria line. But they don't generate much offense. But the other three lines, very good. Um, you know, it's going to be a bit more of an onslaught for them. The Kraken are going to have to, you know, stay responsible – going to be tougher for them to create offense uh group is obviously playing very well but yeah i'm not i'm not buying into the stars at like minus 175 minus 180 i do like the under still um there's like what we got i mean i would uh, minus 125 is a little bit of a stretch i mean i would probably play it but i would prefer those minus 120s if you can like the canby books minus 120 um i see betways at minus 120 our, our friends at ProLine Plus, you know, uh, that's probably what I would look to play here. Um, that is what I played here. I played some minus 115 and minus 120 at the under. I think that uh, you got Jake Ottinger, you got Philip Grubauer, you got two teams that, you know, can somewhat cancel each other out with that depth. And uh, they match up pretty, you know, decently with each other. I just think this is going to be a pretty tight, low scoring game. I think I'd feel a lot better about the stars and listen again, they win in six games. They, you know, they cover all series spreads, et cetera, et cetera. So we can sit here and like high five each other and pat ourselves on the back. And I think if you ignore what actually happened in that series, or if you start, you know, you you refuse to apply the same stuff that you would apply to other series, just because you won that series. Like I'm a little bit concerned that I have the stars at about 52% to have won that series because it was like 48, 46 in high danger chances, even strength and 14 to 12.7, 12.17 in expected goals at, at five on five, even strength. So, you know, I, I would have liked to see a little bit more of a dominant performance from the stars, given how, again, banged up and, and sort of uh, quote unquote overmatched that we thought the wild were going to be. The, the Stars didn't, you know, as much as they got the result that we wanted, they didn't really do what we thought they would do from sort of a domination standpoint. And so I have to kind of look back and go, like, not that we got away with one necessarily, though, you know, I guess it kind of feels that way after losing game one and not being, you know, notably the better team at even strength. But just to remember, like, okay, like, you know, maybe we did kind of get away with one a little bit there, and I can't go nuts with upgrading the Stars just because they did what we asked them to do, which I think sometimes you kind of fall in love with a team that you have futures with that, you know, made you a bunch of money in the first round and you just go like, give me them at any price. Like I just have to be somewhat discerning when it comes to pricing here. Just two things for that though. Pavelski, the Pavelski loss was massive. Like the, what, what he brings offensively to this team is very big. I don't think we can understate that. Um, and even with the injuries for the wild, like the wilds are still a better offensive team than the Kraken. Um, and, you know, they have still like, you know, game breakers like Kaprizov and Boldy had a really nice year. And then there's also the fact that I think the Stars overall series numbers are brought down by one really bad game that they had in game three where they just did not show up. Um, it was a disaster. I think they had like a 32 percent expected goal share in that game, which kind of brings down the entire numbers for the whole series. But like 
outside of that game, I mean, obviously game four, they had to rely on Ottinger a little bit, but like they were largely in control. Game one, they started down those first two periods were like not the greatest, but they really turned things around third period overtime, second overtime, unlucky to lose that. So yeah, like I get what you're saying. You feel like a little bit lucky, but I think that there's, Overall, they looked very comfortable in that series outside of like a few bad moments, you know? Yeah. And, and listen, I'm not saying that they should have lost or anything like that. I'm just sort of saying like, I, I would have, again, I, our confidence level in the stars going into that right. series. I don't think that the confidence level was validated by the way that they played. I just think they were Fair. just the better team, won the series, you know, six games is, is not a blowout by any stretch of the imagination, obviously. Mm-hmm. And like, I just want to be like, okay, let's make sure that we're not a like down, you know, down selling, if you will, whatever the opposite of upselling is uh, down selling the crack in um, and then getting too, too excited about the stars when like, I'm already, you know, I already have some positions on the stars that I want them to win this series. And, you know, I, I listen, I've been doing this a long time and it wouldn't surprise me if the least in the least, if I get the quote unquote good matchup in the second round and that good matchup ends up biting one in the ass, right? Like, cause right. we get that, yes. we, that happens all the time, right? Oh yes. yeah. Maybe we get the Kraken in the second round. It's like Kraken win in seven. And you're just sitting there going like, well, I thought we had the good matchup. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's a Maple Leaf thing as well uh, this, this time around. But, uh, you know, another thing that kind of plays into this is um, is Jared McCann's injury. It doesn't sound great for McCann. Kind of just reading the tea leaves like he didn't travel with the team uh, for game seven to Colorado. And there were no updates beyond that from Haxtell, which is usually not a good sign. I mean, if a guy's like getting closer, you're going to see him at least skating a couple times with the team in a non-contact jersey. You'll you'll hear some sort of positive update like he's doing well they haven't said a word about his his health status now is that gamesmanship maybe you can't like put all your eggs into the into that basket and just like the assumption that he's not going to play but it doesn't sound good for him at least in the early parts of this series that's a big loss um i mean burakovsky is obviously not playing here you have kraken fans on twitter asking you know beat reporters if this guy's gonna play it's like this guy's posting Instagram pictures from a hot tub in like the middle of Russia right now when game seven's going on. I don't think this guy's going to be back for this series. Um, So again, two big losses and like Pavelski coming back. I'm not trying to like, you know, say there's no chance for the crack in here or whatever. Obviously it's still, you know, good team and it's going to be a tight series. A lot of probably coin flip games that can go either way, but it's just, I just, I still, the more I look at this matchup, just from a not a numbers perspective, just strictly from a matchup perspective, everything kind of points towards the stars. Numbers reflect that, and we've gotten a little bit too far here. So I'm not saying like you know go bet the stars at minus 200 to win this series, um, but yeah, like I just think when you look at this matchup, like I think those prices are kind of warranted. Ah, we lost Zach yeah, and his mic again. again. <laughs> Look, he, he just died inside. Oh, no. Inside inside. Yeah, honestly, and, and the last sort of thing I'll say while Zach sort of figures out his life over there is, um, you know, I sort of have this stance where I don't put, you know, I've talked about it basically every Tuesday all season long, or I don't put that much into one individual player, right? So it would delight me if Pavelski's back and, like, he's the difference between them winning and losing, or, you know, McCann, you know, I guess we'll never sort of know if he doesn't play, like whether he was right. the difference in them losing. I'll be absolutely delighted if the Stars win in a sweep, in five games, whatever, right? Like that's, you know, I still have the position. The position hasn't changed from before the, the first series started, before the playoffs started. It's more just like, am I looking to add to my position 
in you know if one of my if one of my sort of personal beliefs is don't overrate any singular player coming in and out of a lineup and then my other personal belief is like man you got to be really sure if you're going to lay you know a minus 180 minus 190 minus 200 with the team and i also you know i do believe that the longer the playoffs go the more valuable favorites become because mm -hmm. you know, i do fall in love with the underdogs oh if they beat this team they could beat this team but at the end of the day, like if that affected the price down to a point where it was minus 140 on the stars, like that would be awesome. But I just don't think that, you know, the Kraken are getting that credit that is, that is you know, obviously haven't to drag the price down to where it's bettable. And I think we're saying the same thing. We don't want to bet this price. And, you know, again, if I don't want to bet this price, like how do I want to bet the Kraken? And the answer to that is, is no. You know, the, the only thing that sort of looks kind of, quote unquote, valuable to me is maybe Kraken plus one and a half in the series, because I believe you're getting um, even money or sort of close to it. I forget the exact price on that. But like that's if I had to recommend a bet based on just solely like this series to someone like yeah like get it to game seven seems like a decent sort of you know bet to me um based on the price now again i will be cheering against that aggressively because i don't need the you know game six or game seven sweat for a for a team that i you know again i think has a pretty good chance to make the stanley cup final here um and obviously a handful of uh, con Smythe guys uh, on that team as well yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it's just, uh, it's just a little, just like I said, it's just a little, little too rich to like get, get weird with the stars here. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. Good enough. Well, we can hear you. <laughs> I'm actually going to Jacob Truba, Timo Meyer, my <laughs> microphone after this. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> All right. Let's recap the picks here for today and we'll wrap this one up. Um, so, so far we're looking at three best bets for tonight. We've got two in the Florida Toronto game, one in the Seattle Dallas game. So starting with Florida Toronto, we're looking at the over six and a half minus 115 for a full unit there. So that is the total goals goals over six and a half minus 115. And then the other bet we're looking at in that game is Callie Yarncroke anytime goal score plus 380 for a half unit there. So Yarncroke anytime I'm on, goal. I'm on the Panthers plus 150. If oh, you want to. If you want to keep that, if we want to keep things on the up and up here, Zachary. Um, uh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. And I will be again Matt. in game two, even if they lose. So, we're oh, gonna... Matt, I wish you. <clears throat> I love it. Let's go, our cats, baby, our cats. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm actually, uh, I have Amazon up right now. I'm, I'm in the process of finding a nice T-shirt on Prime so I can uh, rock some Panthers gear here in this series. Yeah. Series price as well, plus one sixty five. But I'm waiting to see if I can get a little bit better on that. But I mean, at one sixty five, that's good enough. For There's, me. Uh, I saw a plus one seventy five this morning as well. The prices are go. getting a little bit out of hand on this series. Um, I can't do it because I'm too emotionally invested in the leaks as is. Uh, in the I'm dead inside, thing, right? so I'm so, I'm welcome to make any bet yeah. that I like. That's the best I, if the, if the Leafs lose, if the Leafs win the series and I win money, and uh, I mean, and I lose money, like it's it's a nut low. <laughs> it's a nut low in this household. I, I don't think I could handle that, so I can't do I can't do the double barrel here. <laughs> this All could right, get the plus, plus three eighty for the Panthers to win the series before uh, before puck drop tonight, and I still just I, I won't be able to bet it just out of principle. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, thank you so money. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, but yes, okay. So uh, I had that in there as well. Sorry, Matt, forgot to add. Uh, That's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, Panthers money line plus one forty eight as well uh, for a full unit <laughs> for a full, full unit as I wasn't well. Wasn't sure if he was dis disgusted or whether he was digesting. Digesting. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, just let me know your address when uh, when you get a chance. I'll order you one of those uh, those claws 
we'll wear it for the show next week. I just want a rat to like land on my on my. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's one, be... I mean, do live in Toronto, so I'm sure there are. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there are some around. Yeah, Jeff uh, can only tell you guys so far. There you go, Jeff's bowing out of that pick, but. <laughs> Uh, yes, Panthers money line plus 148 for a full unit. The over 6.5 minus 115 for a full unit as well. And then Cali Yarncroke, anytime goal score, plus 380 for a half unit. And our final pick of the night, the fourth best bet that we have, the Seattle Dallas under five and a half minus one twenty. That was a, that was available on a ton of different books. There, uh, a lot of the Canby books had that one. Um, we were seeing that one in a bunch of different Ontario shops as well. Some that are available across Canada. So, if you didn't have those books yet, in terms of having signed up for them, now would be the time. You can do so with the BetStamp.app/EdgeWork website, which you can also find in the description of this stream or this video here if you're watching it back after or a podcast if you are listening to it back later so uh, make sure to do that if you haven't uh, if you can't find these prices and if you are looking to be able to line shop and find the best odds for these games like we did here today make sure to download the bet stamp app which you can find in ios android as well as sign up for on the web but thank you to everyone who tuned in here today greatly appreciate it matt alex thank you guys for um carrying through when my mic just goes awol and missing i'm trying to get one right now can't find any of the ones that i need in store for pickup only and then trying to find it on uh, on amazon get make sure that gets delivered here with all the right parts so hopefully this will be sorted out shortly apologize to everyone but thank you guys for picking that up for me thank you for your insight the analysis as always greatly appreciate it and uh, for everyone else here in the chat we will see you guys back here tomorrow morning 10 30 a.m eastern time for more picks and previews good luck on your bets and Moretto, of course, go Leafs go. Best of all.